Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. And I'm Valerie Comer. And look, I have Cooney today. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Mila Holt is back with us today, but we're not focusing on a specific book this time. Instead, we're going to talk about what goes into writing internationally and what we love about reading books that are international to us. Um, we're all all four of us are based in different places. So uh, international can mean something different for every single every single one of us. Um, but I think generically, it also would would just mean from a generic perspective, not in the United States, um, but it can qualify for anything. So thank you, Mila, for joining us. Thanks for having me. So we're gonna kick off our chat with this question, what makes you as an author decide to set a book in a location that's international to you? Um, and Mila, since you do that a lot, let's start with you. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it's an interesting question because for, I think probably because of the my background and where I grew up and uh, I've moved a lot. Um, where I live right now in the UK is the longest I've lived anywhere. And that's, um, hmm, it's, let's see, it's uh, nine years and I've never lived anywhere this long. Wow. I've always moved a lot. I was always the, the new kid in school who talked funny because I'd move somewhere, start getting used to the accent and then move somewhere else and then sounds strange there so so moving is has been my life so when I write international I just simply write about places where I've got some sort of a connection it comes naturally to me and I can't I always have to think about "Hmm, where is home (laughs) (laughs) so 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 yeah that's I guess that's just um what makes it come naturally for me to write international that's fantastic Brett Valerie you want to be next I'm sure I started writing over 20 years ago. Hard to believe. Um, I live in Canada and I was um, back then the only game in town was traditional publishing and traditional publishers were not really keen in general on stories set in Canada. Um, In fact, really not anywhere outside the United States other than really specific things like Regency England something like that Mm. so I figured that my my best shot would be to set um the book that I was trying to have picked up in in the United States and we literally I can see the border from where I live like the cut line on the trees (laughs) and so I've been over a lot of especially the pacific northwest states and three of my four sisters married americans and so we've i don't feel like the u.s is a particular foreign place to me so it was pretty easy to just go well if they don't want a story set in canada i'll set it like 30 miles south of here which is northern idaho and um and just i mean it's it's similar enough right And then I kept linking series to the old series and back to the next series. And so basically I've just kind of stayed there except for one, one exception that maybe we'll talk about a bit later. Okay. Sounds good. Narelle? Well, being an Australian, being an Aussie, 
um, pretty much anything outside of Australia is foreign and international because we're an island. So we, we can't just wave to New Zealand from the back fence, if that makes sense. There's yeah. a lot of ocean even between Australia and New Zealand. So to me, international is anything outside of Australia and that includes the United States. So if I'm writing a book set in the US, then I'm thinking that I'm in an international setting to me. But I'm also very aware that the majority of the readership of um, contemporary Christian romance lives in the United States. So it's home to them. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's sort of, it's a different mindset, different culture. And so you sort of go into a different place when you're writing in a place that's not home, as Miller talked about earlier. Okay, cool. So I, um, I only have one book that's actually international, I think. Yeah, just one. Um, I have two. Well, your Tuscany one is partly. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I always yeah forget about that book when I had up all my books. Yeah, I knew which one you remembered. <laughs> yeah. The, Ar Ireland. the Ireland one, is it? Yeah. 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 Um, and I wrote that specifically um, for a small press um, that then uh, they did not choose mine. So, wah. but I liked it so much that I went ahead and published it um, because I love Ireland. Um I have dreams of retiring in Ireland. Like I've I've looked up what you have to do to be able to retire in Ireland and what they require. Like we're looking at that super seriously <laughs> because I just it's it's so beautiful. Um and and maybe living there would be different than you know three weeks at a time. I'm sure it would be, but um, but I love it. So um so that's why I wrote a book set in Ireland. Um, but that said, I would love to write more that are set internationally, which I might be skipping ahead. Um, no, I don't think I am. Okay. So <laughs> because I do love to travel and I love to share things that I've experienced that are outside of normal um, for me. And that's why I love to read internationally, which might also, again, be skipping ahead. Um, sorry. <laughs> You're the one um, who wrote the notes, lady. I know, but I haven't looked at them for a while. Sorry. Um, okay, so the next question is, uh, when do you think it is any different than an American choosing to write in a state that's not where they're based? So is writing internationally different than, like, I live in Virginia, if I were to write a book set in Montana? Um, is that different? Yes or no? Why? Why not? What do you think? Mila, you have thoughts? I think, um, I've never lived in the U.S., but I have visited several states and they're so different. I've, I've been to, um, I've been to New York, Hawaii, uh, Florida and Missouri, and they're so different. So I could yeah. well imagine that. <laughs> Those are all um, <laughs> yeah, so it's almost like a, di a different country. Apart from you've got the same currency, obviously the same. Um, there, there's some similarities, but I think if you, especially if you're writing things like um, small town stories, I think there would be um, an incredible amount of difference. And you'd still have to do your research and um, about, you know, the climate, when does the sun set, what's happening in april versus what's happening in november so so yeah I, I do think it would be as different as if i tried to write about um i don't know scotland um sure. so yeah 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 okay Valerie. sort of um, <laughs> i do agree uh, and i have been to quite a few parts of the u.s but there are some things that are more similar across the US 
um, such as the medical system is, I mean, I'm sure there's regional and statewide tweaks and stuff, but the whole, the whole system is completely different than um, what we have in Canada. Um, the military type thing is, see right there, it's Canadian speaking, hello, your military type thing is very different from our military type thing. So there are, um, you're not gonna find me writing a military hero because I don't understand it well enough to write it in a foreign country. Um, so, I mean, there's plenty of things that I think are similar enough that I don't have, you know, really any particular worries about that. But, um, but I think that there are still a lot of similarities across the US that are not necessarily the same as other countries. Narelle, what do you think? You could, well, or, or you could say, you know, the difference between writing in Sydney versus someplace that's not Sydney. Because I mean, Australia, yes. Australia is really yeah. big too. So I don't know any other cities. Perth, Perth is in Australia. I do know another yes. city. <laughs> Yeah, well, my first thought was maybe, and then I'd probably, if I had to go yes or no, I'd probably say yes, because I know in the States, it's different to here, we tend to be more national in the way things are done. So yeah. um, the States have less powers. We're in the States. I mean, I, from my understanding, a lot of the legislation, a lot of the way that life works can be different from one place to another, depending on a whole lot of factors. And there's also historical factors that factor into what's going on in the States as well, depending on where you are. So I'd say it probably, you can't, wouldn't just be able to move a story from Seattle and um, plonk it in small town, Alabama, if you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even things like you, like in terms of words, like soda, pop, Coke are the three different terminologies for what we would just just call soft drink in Australia. So there's all those little things as well. So I think there's differences. But if, yeah. if authors do their research, then all those things and have beta readers that check things and stuff, then all that can be overcome. But Australia is very different. Like North Queensland, far North Queensland's a different world. It's totally different to the to the southern states. Okay. Tasmania, again, being an island state's quite different to the mainland, and Western Australia is a is very different to the east. There's an east versus yeah. west difference there as we well. We have that in Canada yeah. too. Yeah, I, and I then, would have be hard yeah. to, to write something set in Quebec or the Atlantic provinces without without some visiting and a great deal of research. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can go to the beach near like the south coast of New South Wales. That's the closest beaches to us. And we don't have to think about crocodiles. That's not true. We don't Me in, either. Uh, in Northern Australia, you've got to think about crocodiles. Um, you've got to think about um, they have the stingers. You can't actually go in the water because it's too hot. So the water's so hot in summer that you wouldn't actually go swimming in the water. And oh. I know when we had family living in Broome, they talked about the local swimming pool, they had to cool it. Pretty much all year round, they're cooling the water. You don't heat the water, you cool the water. <laughs> that does not happen so, in Canada. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the outback is the end of the polar bears. <laughs> yep. The outback's completely different to the city. The deserts, again, is different to other parts of the outback where all the cattle stations are. And there's just rainforests. And I mean, it's the, the landscape is diverse. So that diversity then translates. And our accents are different. We don't all have the same accent either. Okay. 
and if you're a local you can pick it and even the way you sort of phrase things and say things is very different as well and oh, you perhaps yeah and that's the same as the states it's the same as Canada it's the same as the UK it's the same as everywhere yeah yeah I would I would say with the U.S. Um, if you're in the same region you probably it's the same um, but if you switch regions, like if you go from the South to the Pacific Northwest, there's going to be huge differences. Or if you go from New England, even just to like the Mid-Atlantic or the South, that's, you know, so the regions, the major regions are going to have big differences. Um, for New sure. England to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. It's its own region, basically. <laughs> Texas is its own thing. Um, so Yeah. Um, but if you're in the same region, it, it's probably close enough that that you would not need a ton of research. Cool. All right. So when you've chosen an international location, what do you do to ensure that you're accurate when you're doing stuff there? Like what's obviously research, like that's the blanket answer. What sort of research do you do, Mila? Oh, I think that that's probably why I only so far I've been brave enough to write about places I've actually been to <laughs> um, and not just been to but actually lived uh, because I um otherwise I'd I think I, I wouldn't know what I didn't know if that makes sense yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't even know what to read what to start researching where my inaccuracies were so um like, like right now for example I'm I'm writing a small town story and I've realized that I've got an issue with um the jobs available in this town <laughs> because um I can't just um magic up a, a career that would not exist in such a place right sure you yeah. can <laughs> you can do anything sadly sadly I cannot um you know if it's only if the population is is this tiny I can't it can't have this booming economy with all these things going on so there are things like that which at least I find I have to think about or I, I can't my brain won't allow me to continue yeah, <laughs> to, yeah to write the story so um yeah I I tend to only write about places where I I know a little bit at least enough to start with and then um from there look at you know what jobs are people doing um what's the weather like uh, yeah. yeah so pretty much yeah yeah Valerie I think um I've tended to put all my stories I guess a minor exception coming up to the um, Pacific Northwest where I have traveled through many times uh all all Many parts of Montana and Idaho and Washington and Oregon are very familiar to me. So, um, so that really helps a lot. And I also count on beta readers and I count on my editor and they are, I think without fail, all American, um, occasionally a Canadian beta reader, but it just, I count on them to go, uh, that's, that's not going to work. Like, that's not how that's not how our medical system works. So that's not how this or that works. Um, so I find that helpful. And sometimes I do I realize ahead of time that I might need help with something. And then I try and ask the people who live in that country and particularly in that state, because sometimes that's very specific to um, what's needed. Narelle? I'm probably pretty much the same as everybody. <laughs> but the one thing that I think is different that 
is impacts contemporary Christian romance is that Christianity and the way that interacts with culture is not necessarily the same across all countries as well. And I, I would often say that the United States is 20 or 30 years behind Australia in terms of what's going on. So what was happening here in the 1970s where most people went to church, um, if you didn't go to church, you sent your children to Sunday school, that was still going on a couple of decades later from what I was understanding from, or from writing friends I was talking to when I first started joining all the writing groups. So so there's also those types of differences and attitudes towards things like drinking alcohol, um, whether, I mean, there's a whole raft of differences that you can go through if you can cut down into all the different issues as well that no, also come true. into play. Yeah, so often um, I'll hear Australian readers complain about American books being too sanitised, um, too clean would you believe that yeah apparently that's possible um, and that's because the, um, the the sort of the morality and the norms of what you'd expect in North America are different to Australia so I think that's another layer to look at as well in terms of differences that um, if you're going to write a book set in a, a region or a country it's very different to where you live then you also need to look at what's actually going on how do Christians live in that country? And is that consistent with what your readers would expect? And then how do you actually reconcile the potential conflict and differences along that line as well from a biblical perspective? And that's actually, yeah. yeah, actually what you said has just reminded me of one, one the, the big artist, artistic lessons I have taken with my Norway books, mm -hmm. um, which is the uh, number of Christians. <laughs> Who would yeah, be yeah. living living in 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 a, in a town of my size? Um, realistically speaking, in the towns that I write about, they'd be lucky to have fifty people in a church. Very very lucky. Um, and of and those of those fifty, probably forty of them would be um immigrants. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I I have taken a, a liberty there because um when you when you talked about what what um with with Christian fiction, obviously you want to have lots a community of Christians. And um, in some countries that I write about, that would just not happen. So I have played a little bit with that, and I've, I have I've, as I've, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if, even with stories set in the U.S., I think you would. Yeah, that's that's. You would what note I was that say. there's more Christians per capita yeah. than yeah. most averages. Regionally, you're going to have big differences, and then city versus small town. Like if you're in the south in a small town then um, it's entirely possible that like you're still in a place where everything is closed on Sunday because they assume yeah. that that you're going to church. In anywhere that's not the South, if you were to say that something was closed on Sunday, you would get bizarre looks. Like, why? Why is it? Yeah. <laughs> what's I, I what's so fancy rare. about Sunday? So yeah, regionally, there's so, a big difference. Yeah. So when did Sunday trading start in the States? I have no idea. Because it didn't actually start in it started in Australia in the late 1980s is when they first started opening supermarkets on a Sunday. I remember when that happened because I was working in a small store that opened on a Sunday, and then suddenly the supermarkets also opened. See, and yeah, again, that's going to be yeah. regionally. When I lived in uh, Georgia, Southern Georgia, um, which was 96, 1996, um, everything was still closed on some places. Like I think Walmart was open on Sunday. And the supermarket might have been open, but they roped off certain sections. Like um, there were no alcohol sales on Sundays. So they would rope off any alcohol areas um, because you were not able to buy alcohol 
on Sundays. If And that was just in our county. The county next door was completely alcohol-free, so you couldn't buy alcohol anytime in that county. Um, really? Really. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Sorry, yeah, um, had... the Aussie here is in shock. Yeah, no, like, seriously? Are, they, yeah, they called, <laughs> I mean, and I'm sure there's still counties in the South today that um, they, they're dry counties, and they have what's called blue laws, and there's no alcohol sales. So everybody just goes to the county next door and buys that's fascinating i mean we have that this is a big debate in australia at the moment with our indigenous communities in terms of whether you have alcohol sales or not but it's certainly got nothing to do with religious reasons yeah so yeah so yeah region region is going to have a big say in what i I want to toss something in really quickly a beta read for uh, a friend who is from the southeastern united states she was setting a story in, I believe it was Wyoming, mm-hmm. and her character went to uh, a black church in Wyoming that had like thousands of members. And I'm like, oh, honey, I don't think so. If there's not, <laughs> I don't think there, so. Yeah. That might be no. really common in the Southeast, but you yeah. know, just look at a few towns the size of yours in that region and just see. But I'd be really surprised if you're going to find that large uh concentration no um there and she was yeah. like i can't believe it i mean like you're right and i'm like it's it's just not how yeah, it you is you have to look at demographics to make sure yeah. if you're yeah if you're specifying ethnicities and making a point of it you need to make sure that that's like you can't go to norway and set like a whole big asian population probably either i i don't know so and if you do it. then you need to <laughs> You need to say why they're there. Yeah. 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 Anyways, that was interesting. No, that's good. Um, So what is the best thing about setting a book somewhere international? What's your favorite thing? Just one. (laughs) Mela, what what do you love about it? Mm, Come back to me in a minute. Okay. (laughs) Favorite thing. I like selling books and there's more (laughs) American readers than Canadian readers. And so that's my favorite thing. No, that's a good reason. Narelle? Um, For me, it's I get as the author to armchair travel somewhere and research. And so I'm like going on holidays with the characters where they live. <laughs> and that's how I look at it. It's like I'm on vacation with them, learning nice. about life in their country. So I really enjoy that aspect as an author. Excellent. Yeah, yeah I um, for me, it, it's, it is that armchair travel again. It's either revisiting someplace I've been and getting to like dig out my postcards or whatever I bought my souvenirs or like Google mapping street view tours of all kinds of places and looking. That is um, fun. I do that yeah. too. So that's for me. We're back to you now. Sorry. Yes. Um, I think, um, think about it a little bit. I think it's um, about going back to places that I've, that I've lived in. Um, and that that's, that's nice just to uh, a, a bit of nostalgia. Um yeah. Uh, I've been sort of working through almost in chronological order. <laughs> my my first series was set in in Uganda, so it was nice to well, not the whole series, but one of the books, yeah. and it was nice to just uh, yeah, remember what that was like. And um, the next series was set in England, where I am now, and that was that that was fun as well. In a and uh, and now, of course, I'm writing I'm writing in Norway, so just I, I just like, enjoy the revisiting places <laughs> that I that I've uh, that I've been to, yeah. What about the worst thing? Is there is there something you don't like about setting things internationally? Valerie talked about selling books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I've I've limited myself. Well, not limited. Um, what what am I looking at? Um, 
I've rest- I think I've restricted um, myself to people, only people who might be interested in international settings, because not everybody is. Yeah. Um, I, I did have a, a comment from a, um, from a reader who said that while she really enjoyed my stories, she found it distracting the names and the uh, places and she oh. and she she found it kept pulling her out of um out of the story and she couldn't keep track of it because she'd be reading and then ooh strange name oh strange food so that pulled her out and I thought that was a bit sad but I it's fair enough I mean I understand yeah. I understand that so I think interesting yeah so I think in that sense since most of my readers are um in the U.S. but I'm writing I've never written an American book and I probably I won't say I probably won't but it's I I, I haven't got any in mind right now you have to come visit first and <laughs> no I, no I, I, ha- I have I, I think I, I need to come you have to come live <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did I did write a book for six months <laughs> I did write a book which was kind of which had a little bit in um the airport in Chicago okay in um O'Hare airport just a tiny little section there so <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah yeah so yeah hard. that's I've, I've done that knowingly I've, I, I know I've done it but yeah, so yeah. I just have to take, yeah, 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 take Valerie. it. Um, and this is where we talk about my one series that's set in Canada. Yeah. So the worst thing um, there is just that people aren't as interested in general. And I think partly with Canada, it's not seen at all as exotic. It's just like that, I don't know, that neighbor next up north that's kind of a little different, but not really that different. And why aren't you just American anyway? um so there's there's that now I'll also grant that um this is the Riverbend romance novella series I did a whole bunch of things wrong um they're short they are not as connected at at least the first few as they should have been they're set in the same town but I learned as I went along but the fact that it's set in Canada didn't help it at all either and it's made me leery of revisiting that setting um and then also like I said before I just keep connecting my series to each other and I just haven't found a good hook to drag everybody north of the border. Um, I probably think of international contemporary Christian romance as being like a niche of contemporary Christian romance. And so there are less people that are interested, although there will be people like Australian readers love books set in Australia. But as my friend Meredith Resky will say, there's just not enough Australian readers to viably just only write Australian books, if that makes sense. And that's probably the same with Canada. I think the Canadian readers um, will love books set in Canada that have very high concept Canadian things in it but that doesn't necessarily translate to other places and so I think as an author we're a more secular nation as well in the US so our population of Christians CCR readers yeah is is like niche down to being a much much smaller number and and that's the same I think everywhere outside of the US unless you start going to Africa and places like that where Christianity is growing um but yeah so I think we just have to make decisions as authors about what stories God gives us and how we use the talents we have to to further basically we write for his glory at the end of the day rather than we're not writing for money and so we write what God wants us to do and calls us to do and use some wisdom in terms of where we set the books no, that's very true. And and I was a little bit flippant earlier saying that I, you know, write 
American set books because I like to get paid. Although that is, it is true also, <laughs> but it's just, um, there's stuff in my books that other people will find challenging to start with because I tend to tackle environmental issues and things like that. And um, I just figure, pick my battles as to which of the things yeah. um, I want really feel strongly about and and for me setting wasn't didn't win on that yeah yeah that's fair we're we're running low on time so we're gonna skip some questions and we're gonna just um real quickly choose uh, our favorite we apparently could talk about this for a long time <laughs> <laughs> um, episode two <laughs> right um so your favorite internationally set book and Mila you're welcome to use one of your own if you would like that <laughs> That is that is totally acceptable. that would be that would be so cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would I would do that. We like cheeky authors here. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Go for it. I would um, say um, I would choose the last one I read, which was um uh by Kristen Fraser, Becoming Us, set in in Australia. I I want to say it was in Queensland, but I might I might be lying. Yeah. So please don't um, <laughs> pull me up for that. But I I really enjoy that about um I liked reading about just a hospital setting and okay. and and I I enjoyed that so much. Yeah. Valerie, I've read um quite a few of Pelican Book Group's Passport to Romance, and so as I was contemplating this, I thought, man, I have read quite a few international books. Um, but some of those have really stuck with me for a long time. And our late friend, Marian Uckerman, wrote several books for them. Um, and I read, I think, everything that she ever wrote. Um, but the one that stands out to me the most is um, Helsinki Sunrise, which is yeah. set in Helsinki, obviously. <laughs> and um, just such the European setting so many similarities um it's not super super foreign to North America and yet and yet it was and so I really enjoyed her take on on that and um the the city there versus the island retreat that uh, her characters go on and stuff it, it was a really so, cool sorry thing. sorry to interrupt I'm just remembering um I have been to Finland and okay. I remember standing in the supermarket, not knowing, holding a, a carton and not knowing whether it was milk or juice or yogurt <laughs> or soda, because the language is completely different. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was utterly foreign, even though it was just the neighboring country. <laughs> right. But but in a book you gloss over that. I know. <laughs> so now I want I want to look up that book and read it because I'm I'm interested now to see how well, it works. I'll still enjoy it. It's fantastic. Narelle, what you got? Well, we're staying in the same part of the world. Poles of Heart by Marion Newcomen, set in Lapland. So it's everything opposite but identifiable. Uh, South African heroine going to Lapland for Christmas. I mean, I'm an Australian living a hot summer as well. You've got a white Christmas. You've got the home of Santa. You've got everything that's totally different to my normal real life. And that's probably, I'll always go back to Poles Apart if you want to ask me to pick a favourite international setting because I just love that story and I just think it's such a unique place to set a book. I love that one too. And I think it's one of the few CCR books that I've read that I just feel like was absolutely nailed pacing and character and everything yeah. like it's, it's textbook, um, yeah. but, but not dry like a textbook. <laughs> yeah. So um, because I'm me, I couldn't decide between two. 
So you get two, you get a bonus. All right. Um, so my first is Manila Marriage App, and it, it's by Jan Elder, and it's another that is uh, in the Passport to Romance from Pelican Book Group. And it's set in the Philippines, and that's not a place that you tend to, or at least that I've found books set, um, which I just really loved. And I, Jan is a, a friend of mine. I know her. And her brother actually is sort of the, the inspiration for the hero. He teaches at the seminary where the hero teaches. And so it's, okay. I know that it's very realistic and, and, and true to life for the Philippines. Um, so I enjoyed that. And then my other is, um, for, now I've totally lost the, um, oh my gosh, Autumn MacArthur. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all of her love and store books but I was thinking specifically of the Paris one and now I just know that it was Paris oh, forget, forget, forget Paris Paris. Forget forget Paris. Paris. okay that's what I was yes. going you, for. you did I that like, I talked myself you out of it. Paris. <laughs> um I I love the setup for that I love everything about it I love the bridges of Paris and how she paints them so vividly um it's just fantastic Autumn's books yeah are some of my favorites as well because they are mostly set in the UK and to yeah. me, it's, it's just a joy to get to travel. Um, yes. yeah. so yeah. So now you've broken one your, in there. Yeah. That's what oh, I was yeah. going to say. Now that Beth's broken her own rules, Mila should get to talk about one <laughs> yes. of her books. Absolutely. No, 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 <laughs> not still, still not one of mine, but I wanted to talk about, um, I've just remembered, um, Tope, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, Tope Omotoshi. She's Nigerian okay. and she, all her books are set in Nigeria and I've read three of them now and it's just, so interesting to me um she puts yes and they're they're very can you email christian romance yes i will message me a title so that i can make sure i get it spelled properly in the the i will (laughs) (laughs) i will i've probably butchered it um because i've never said it out loud but yeah her her books are very they're they're very different they're christian romance solid faith but because they're coming from a utterly different cultural viewpoint the um yeah, oh, that sounds very refreshing. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I definitely want to make sure I get that in the show notes. So please um send me that that information. That'd be fantastic. Will do. So Mila, right. give us a title. Give us one title. If a reader was going listening to this episode thinking, what can I read from Miller's that will have will be very quintessential international? Hmm. Probably my very first book um is the most would be the most foreign okay. um because it's um it's in Uganda and it's one of the characters is going there for the first time so um I'd say yeah uh, f- falling for the foe it would be yep. the most in the most international that one. was the first book of yours yes. that I read yeah I yeah. it's a good one yes oh thank you <laughs> I enjoyed it I agree completely oh now it's we are uh, yeah kind of over time so yeah. that's okay <laughs> We can be quiet now. Mila, do you sort have of. any releases coming up soon? What's your next one? Do you have anything? Uh, um, I'm working on uh, a freebie for my newsletter, for my oh, mailing nice. list. Okay. Um, so okay. God willing, I'll get that done in April and then it'll be free for everyone to Wonderful. sign up and sign up and get or, and um, subsub- unsubscribe if they like. But yeah, that, that's that's my that's my next um, my, my next project. <laughs> and where is that one set? <laughs> it's set in no way okay it's yeah it's set in no way fantastic and I also want to remind you that the um birthday bash is ongoing it started Tuesday 
uh, at Inspi Romance on the blog. So make sure you're stopping by every day and leaving comments so that you get entered for these fabulous prizes that we have. Uh, Some of which know- are international. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> let us know your thoughts on internationally set CCR. And um, we are grateful that you joined us. Thank you so much. And let us, um, no, I already said, let us know your thoughts. <laughs> we really want to know your thoughts today, apparently. <laughs> Um, If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit that notification bell. And we will look forward to seeing you again next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Dry.